0: This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, Owe oh Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. The heavyweight rematch of presidential proportions now has both of its combatants declared. For the contest joseph robinette biden jr the 46th president of the united states of america says he intends to stay in that position announcing that he will run for president in 2024 meanwhile donald trump his erstwhile opponent continues to try to make his way up to the top of the hill. His GOP brethren immediately declaring that they love the fact that Joe Biden will again be the standard bearer. Indeed, the second time's the charm. Meanwhile, two of the most headline-grabbing, clip-worthy posts in cable news television recent history are now... Without a job, learn the Substack console, boys, because Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon are no longer gainfully employed by Fox News and CNN. Their mysterious and immediate ouster still shrouded in mystery. We poke through a few of those conspiracy theories and point to something that might just be more of a reality That isn't quite as saucy, but might mean that this is the beginning of a trend. Joe Biden's debut, cable television chaos, it is all here for you today. For Dog and Pony Show Audio, I'm Justin Robert Young, and this is Politics, Politics, Politics. (laughs)
1: Freedom, personal freedom, is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a revolution. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for reelection, because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing Thank us. You. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. job. I know we can, because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together.
0: That is the first official campaign message of Joe Biden for president 2024. The video, uh, which obviously we're going to have to do a little explaining of the visuals, is what you would imagine. It is evocative of Biden 2020's first video. But you can swap out the shots of Charlottesville with shots of January 6th. It also demonstrates Joe Biden doing president things, walking around the White House, shaking hands, talking to Congress, that kind of stuff. But let's go ahead and break this down one line by one line so we can, we, we can parse through what they want to say. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. Okay, so this line right here, the opening line of this, is I think the most daring element of jujitsu that the Democrats want to put forward. And oddly, to me, it is more diametrically opposed to Ron DeSantis than it is to Donald Trump. A lot of what else will will, will be here is very much tailored toward a Trump rematch. But something that you've seen with Florida Democrats, which, again, I, I... Let's point out, Florida Democrats haven't exactly lit the world on fire. But their response to Ron DeSantis is that Ron DeSantis is not bringing freedom to Florida. That's what Ron DeSantis is saying. He is saying that Florida is the blueprint for freedom. Be like Florida, be more free. And obviously the lockdowns being the the biggest thing in the background of that. Instead, the Democrats say, no, you're a tyrant. You are taking things away. You are banning books. You are, I don't know, I think the Disney thing works in here. But, you know, just the idea of books, drag queens, these culture war issues. This is, I mean, like, we are starting off hot with culture war stuff. That and, of course, abortion. We, we were going to get to abortion in a second. But let's continue. That's been the work of my for, first term to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue solution to protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally, and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. So we dovetail into some standard Joe Biden Democratic talking points. He's just a kid from Scranton. He understands what it's like to be blue collar. My daddy said to me, Joey, you got to write a speech, blah, 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 All, all that, all that Biden stuff. But again, protect our rights. This is a very dystopic uh, first announcement. There's not a lot of hope and change here. There's not a lot of uh, Michael Bay shots into the glinting sunlight while at American flag waves. No, there's a lot of signs of chaos here. And essentially, what the larger theme of this message is is vote for me or the world will fall into anarchy. We continue. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists, and here they show Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Okay, so this is very important, because this is where we're going to get into very specific policy issues. The first one is interesting. Cutting Social Security. That is a Ron DeSantis line. That is what the Democrats believe DeSantis would be vulnerable on. That is what Donald Trump believes that DeSantis is vulnerable on. They are in total agreement, both Trump and Biden, that Ron DeSantis is bad for Social Security. We continue. Uh, Social Security you've paid your entire life for while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Here we go. Back to the, the old dusty Democrat playbook. Republicans are for the rich. We're for the poor. Dictating the health care decisions that women can make. Okay. Now This one's fascinating because obviously what many will take from this is that it is a abortion line. But they don't say, Joe Biden doesn't say that this is about a woman's right to choose. That would very clearly be abortion. No, it's. The health care decisions that women can make. I believe that is very specifically worded, So it also folds in the idea of trans health care. The medical decisions women can make. Because nothing else is mentioned in, in this entire uh, announcement about trans issues. I do believe that that is what that is a nod toward. Without saying it outright. Again, very interesting to see what people say and what, they, uh, what volume they put it at. Banning books and telling people who they can love. Okay, so there we go. Banning books, obviously that is, Ron DeSantis' fight with various different library books. Uh, the Republicans are very excited to fight on that because they believe that when they show the books out in public, it's not a fight that the Democrats can win. Now, the Democrats will say, but look, you ban these other books. They don't have pornography in them. And on and on we go, right? But but I think that one's a pretty clear issue. Telling people who they can love and why, making it all the more difficult to be able to vote. So telling people who they can love is interesting because it is certainly a, I mean, that's the kind of line that we would see back in an era when gay marriage wasn't the law of the land, but it is the law of the land now. It got passed in the Senate. Anyhow, uh, making it uh, all the more difficult for you to be able to vote. This uh, is probably the closest thing we get to legislation that was attempted to be passed. The Biden administration made it a big deal that they wanted to break the filibuster for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Uh, Brian Kemp will say, hey, we passed something that you called Jim Crow and then we had more black voters cast their votes. So take it as you will. We continue. When I ran for president four years ago, I said that we were in the battle of for the soul of America and we still are. I will now add editorially, Biden, 2024, two souls, two battles. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. So again, we are turning back the idea. The Democrats do not want to be, at least the Biden administration, their campaign does not want to be a restrictive, Idea. They want to be more, more. You want more rights. Your, your rights are being curtailed. That is what their their information is telling them, is that Democratic voters feel that they are having rights taken away, and abortion certainly leads the charge there. So that, which is very interesting, because these are kind of Republican talking points, which brings us back to the other reason that Joe Biden won in 2020. Republican-leaning voters in the suburbs. They believe that the progressive left ain't going nowhere. There's no way that the progressive left is going to vote for Donald Trump. And they're probably not going to stay home. The people they need to win are, again, the Republican-leaning suburbs in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada. That's who they're going for here. And that's why this is about more freedoms and less freedoms, the kind of stuff you would normally hear from a Republican traditionally. We continue. I know what the answer, what I want the answer to be. And I think you do too. This is not the time to be complacent. Ah, here we go. The closest we get in this announcement to saying, yeah, I'm old. Like, sure. I'm not, I'm Joe Biden. I'm not perfect. I am old, but now is not the time to criticize that. Don't get complacent, okay? Eye on the prize. Democrats are here to help you. Republicans are here to hurt you. Just shut up and hit Biden. The button, not the person. Again, he's very old. That's why I'm running for re-election, because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. Here we go. This is, this is the Biden power punch from, you know, uh, when he was born in the 1860s to now. We're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a shot to succeed in this country. Second, now that they use that line. The first one is everyone should be treated equally and given a fair shot to making it. This one, a fair shot to succeed in this country. Every generation's Americas, Americans have faced a moment where they have to defend democracy, stand up for our personal freedom, stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. If you're with me, go to joebiden.com and create a financial relationship with me and my campaign. (laughs) I added that last part. Let's finish the job. I know we can. This is the United States of America. There's nothing we can't do if we do it together. So some standard Biden-y stuff there. In general, my big takeaway is, and you guys know I always pay very, very, very close attention to messaging that comes out of a break. You know, it's like in basketball or football. After you call a timeout and you have the ability to set things up, it tells me a lot about what you want to do by where you put your messaging, how you want to frame things. This is not a particularly liberal opening salvo. This is very middle of the road. And on one hand, you can say, well, they 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 believe that basically their entire voter base, there's no way that they will vote for Trump. Trump is a no-go. DeSantis, maybe, which is why they are leading as, you know, the, the, the framing of this is essentially how the Florida Democrats ran against DeSantis. Now, is that smart? Because the Florida Democrats got blown out? Well, who knows if he's even going to face DeSantis. But still. My take is that is crafted for the leaners, Republican leaners. That's the only demographic that the Biden campaign believes they still have something to prove to. Everybody else, shut up and eat your three-quarter portion. The Republicans came out with a response. This actually wound up becoming a little bit newsworthy because it was entirely AI-generated. From the narrator to the art, but it takes place in a dystopic world where Joe Biden has won re-election. Let's go ahead and play the clip.
2: This just in, we can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening.
0: officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning,
1: citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks.
0: All right, let's break this down line by line. This just in, we can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. It speaks to a fatalism within the Republican Party that there's no element of a record for which they can run on. And part of that is because Donald Trump is so dang capricious because I think in a perfect world, what the Republicans would love to do is highlight, do a video highlighting all the great things that the people that are running right now have done why they would all be a better choice than Joe Biden, why they have all been doing things that would make those same Republican leaners that they need to get back in their camp. They will say like, well, here's what Tim Scott has done. Here's what Nikki Haley has done. Here's what Rhonda Sanders has done. Here's what uh, Asia Hutchinson has done. And then of course, here's big chungus. Remember when the economy was good, blah, 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 blah. But instead, they're kind of going back to what they did in, in 2020 with, you know, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. And maybe that rings truer crime is up in in a lot of areas. So maybe this is something where they should have said, hey, we tried to warn you. Do we need to warn you again? But it's a little high minded and it only gets more high minded. Here we go. Oh, wait. But before we go into that, the reason why they can't run down all the the, the resumes of. Everybody else running is that Trump will hate it, and the party doesn't want Trump to hate it because he would say, "No, just run an ad for me. I'm the nominee." So here we go. The next line. This is a uh, an announcer voice. This morning, an emboldened China invaded Taiwan. So it's going to be emboldened because Biden's weak. Financial markets are in a free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Economy, so we have foreign policy. Biden's a disaster. Uh, Economy, Biden's a disaster. By the way, it, it is notable that they went and talked about China, which is in general less popular with both Democrats and Republicans, but not Ukraine, but is certainly playing on the idea that the Ukraine war would not have happened if Trump were president. Then we go to the economy. Then border agents are overrun by a surge of eight hundred thousand illegals yesterday evening. I don't know which. uh, (laughs) I don't know which which Newsmax anchor would use illegals on first reference, but yeah, it's an ad. And then finally, authorities closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. If Joe Biden is reelected, it's it's full on. Dark night Rises. <laughs> Bain will take over a major American city if Joe Biden is reelected. Who's in charge here? An announcer says it feels like the train is coming off the tracks. This. And so there you have it, friends. In this. What is certainly to be referred to as the most important election of your lifetime. The choice at this early stage is clear bleak dystopic darkness or bleak dystopic darkness. (laughs) This isn't going to be a sunny battle of lollipops and wistful dreams. This is not going to be a world in which some candidate looks across the horizon and says, there lies our destiny, there lies our future. No, no, no. It is going to be rain clouds on one side and rain clouds that rain knives on the other. It is going to be ugly and uglier. You are going to be driven into a panic. Every one of your deep-seated fears will be exploited because if you don't press their button, they will all come true. Every single one of them, every bad dream you've ever had will be made flesh if you don't vote for the appropriate president that is yelling this at you. So let's look at some polls. Uh... This is on the day that Joe Biden announces that he is running for president. This is a Suffolk University USA Today poll. 600 Biden 2020 voters polled who they are going to vote for in the Democratic primary. Undecided, 13%. Marianne Williamson at 5%. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at 14%. And Joe Biden with a commanding. 67%. 67%. Keep that in mind because I'm going to read for you another poll. This is a Republican poll. Wherein, and I'll only read up from where Marianne Williamson polled, which, by the way, below that on the Republican side is Nikki Haley, Liz Cheney, Vivek Ramashwamy, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome, Glenn Youngkin, Tim Scott, and Asia Hutchinson. Asia Hutchinson is went from zero to one, which they say is the hardest thing to do in business, but everybody else is sub what Marianne Williamson is polling on the, uh, on the democratic side above that 5% mark is Mike Pence with 7%, Ron DeSantis with 21% and Donald Trump with 58, which kind of got me thinking. I mean, is the Republican race as different as the Democratic race? Are they really all that odd? It looks like there is a front runner, one credible challenger, and somebody else that, you know, is is kind of there. And on the Republican side, it's Pence, DeSantis, Trump, and on the Democratic side, it is Williamson, Kennedy, Biden. With that being said, The Kennedy and Williamson thing, I dare you to get closer to Joe Biden's number. I dare you. (laughs) This is going to be ugly. The DNC right now is going to take no chances with giving anybody any kind of out on voting for Joe Biden. It just simply will not happen. Now your update brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Again, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That's where you can support this very program. Head on over there right now at the $3 level. You can get two bonus episodes each and every week. One on Monday, one on Thursday. It's a fun time. You're going to love it. Head on over there right now. But let's update you, shall we? Nate Silver says on Twitter that he will leave abc news and his 538 brand for which has followed him from the nascent wild internet to the new york times espn and then eventually to abc news after silver's contract expires which he says parenthetically is soon this comes after abc news layoffs which will slash the 538 staff significantly keep that in mind when we get into our second uh, segment Kevin McCarthy will attempt to push his debt ceiling bill through the house at the end of this week this is their last week before they go on recess until mid-May and he's got a backer Joe Manchin Writing the following. While it's reasonable to sincerely disagree with any specific debt ceiling proposal, we will achieve a historic default and the economic whirlwind which follows if President Biden continues to refuse to even negotiate a reasonable and common sense compromise. To that end, I applaud Speaker McCarthy for putting forward a proposal that would pre- prevent default and rein in federal spending. While I do not agree with everything proposed, the fact of the matter is that this is the only bill actually moving through Congress that would prevent default. Joe Manchin's in a very bizarre place. In fact, I would define that release and this move in general as having lack of labels, maybe. Not many labels. maybe, Maybe no labels is how I would describe that. But what McCarthy needs is GOP votes. And right now, some on the House Freedom Caucus are not particularly in love with that bill. Will they make him... The laughing stock of Washington, like they did with the speaker debate? Or will they understand that this is something that needs to happen should the negotiation begin with the White House? Well, we'll see by the end of this week. Biden 2024 has a campaign chair, and it is Julia Chavez Rodriguez. After serving as one of Biden's senior advisors and White House Director of Intergovernmental Affairs, Chavez Rodriguez, who is of the Cesar Chavez family, will pivot to leading the re-election push. She has never run a campaign before, but she served as the Deputy Campaign Manager for Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris's last campaign and is close with the President. The real power that you really want to watch, though, is Anita Dunn. She essentially ran the campaign in 2020 I would encourage everybody to read the book Lucky there was quite a bit of consternation amongst uh, uh, some of the staff about Anita Dunn coming in but she is still a senior, invi- uh, a senior advisor to Biden and I don't think that's ending any soon and that is your update head on over to takepoliticsseriously.com to support this program greatly appreciated and it's prime time. Love this season. Take politics seriously. I'm not kidding you following sound that I am going to play of Tucker Carlson eating pineapple on pizza and being chided by a pizza delivery man for his taste in food is the last words that he said on the Fox News Network.
3: We interviewed a heroic pizza delivery man called Tyler Morrell and ever conscious of the opportunity to use our job to get free food we thought we'd like to taste your pizza. Tyler Perrell joins us in studio. He will deliver literally anywhere. Tyler, it's so couple great. Pies for great to <laughs> meet you in person. A couple of Coco's pies. So we at these are from Coco's, established 1978. Everybody loves Coco's pizza. That's right. Where's Coco's base? Uh, Aston, Pennsylvania and Delaware County. Delaware County, yep. best part of the state. I think Ooh, we have a special these cheese pies. We have a special pie for you okay. here. Okay. Here's Tucker's pie. So I am, as you can likely tell. A pizza aficionado, I was a pizza delivery boy for two years. Is it years. warm at all? Yeah, it's totally warm. <laughs> These warmers are just like one of the great wonders of science. And we're gonna. This is oh, this sausage. That sausage and oh, pineapple. pineapple. And really quick, as a pizza professional, do you look down on this order? Is this? I do. Up? I think yeah. that I, I consider a criminal. <laughs> yeah. I knew you did. I used, to, I used to deliver pizzas and calzones. I considered immoral, but I delivered them anyway. It's actually still job. hot. <laughs> it's actually still hot. Uh, that's it for us for the week. We'll be back. By the way, the entire episode of Let Them Eat Bugs, not quite as good as pizza, streaming now on Fox Nation. Use the promo code ORIGINALS for 30 days free. And we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, have the best weekend with the ones that you love, and we'll see you then.
0: Mm. Yep. That was it. On Monday. In an austere four-sentence segment, Fox News announced that the primetime star, their biggest ratings grabber, Tucker Carlson, is leaving the network effective immediately. Quote, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Fox said that Carlson's last day hosting was... That pineapple on pizza segment, Suzanne Scott and Lachlan Murdoch, the chief executives at Fox News and parent company Fox Corp, respectively, had decided Carlson's fate on Friday, source with knowledge, told NPR. Yet even after Fox released its statement on Monday morning, the network was still promoting an interview between Carlson and presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, which was to have aired later that night and obviously did not. The questions of why Tucker Carlson was unceremoniously given the boot from his perch atop all of cable news is a vexing one because there are a lot of possible factors, but nothing that very clearly states that he had to go. Among the culprits is the gigantic lawsuit that happened uh, over the Dominion voting machines. Now. Rupert Murdoch paid that out. I also suspect that Rupert Murdoch paid $700 million and change simply so he wouldn't have to be live on television giving any kind of on-the-stand deposition under oath. However, Tucker Carlson did factor into that trial. He did say things about the uh, uh, integrity that could challenge the integrity of his program. But that being said, I don't suspect that Tucker Carlson's hardcore fans were uh, particularly put off by that. His ratings didn't sag after the Dominion fiasco. It seemed like that was the high watermark of this being an issue. And eventually it would just sort of fade away. Then there's another lawsuit. One that contends a booker for the Tucker Carlson show was made to feel sexually harassed in a hostile work environment. Maybe things have changed since Me Too, but this seems on the scale of one to Bill O'Reilly to be kind of mild. Kind of workplace shenanigans stuff that is often swept under the rug in a media environment. Indeed, I don't know if we would even know all that much about it if it weren't for the fact that it coincided with this firing. I do have one last idea of what it could be. But before we do that, let me talk to you about another firing. This is Don Lemon. Don Lemon really cut his teeth and made his name from being the guy that was on CNN after Donald Trump said some stuff in 2016, 2017 and 2018. He ran a late night show and along with Chris Cuomo, they had a stranglehold on that period of news. They were kind of the go-to for resistance people who didn't want to go full MSNBC. Of course, the parent company for CNN got merged, AKA sold to uh, discovery. And so there is a new boss at CNN. They moved Don Lemon out of that position and they put him on the morning show. Things have not been great. The ratings haven't been fantastic. Don Lemon got suspended when he said that Nikki Haley is past her prime. I'm sorry. Women are in their primes in their twenties, thirties, maybe forties. He, Said to women in their late 30s, early 40s. I don't know the age specifically of his uh, female co hosts, Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. But according to reports, his ouster had something to do with this dust up with Vivek Ramaswamy last
4: week I see what one has to do with the other especially consider and using the civil war to talk about black americans that war was not fought for black people to have guns that's 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 not that
2: war was, was that, fought for black people to have freedoms in this country yeah. actually that's why the civil war was fought okay and the sad that part wasn't about fought it, for, for black people to have guns i think actually you well, know funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their second amendment rights were secured and I think that that's but one of the, the lessons black that we learned. people aren't
4: allowed to enjoy the freedoms. Of I disagree with you country.
2: on that, Don. I disagree okay. with you. I think okay. you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have equality for you are black skin
4: and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned it, you know, that I disagree. there are three different shapes of Don, I think melanin we have to be able here. to talk
2: about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, absolutely have equal rights in this country.
4: I think it's insulting to black people insulting to me as an african-american i don't want to sit here and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put that to put those things together it's not right your telling of history is wrong and the second amendment was the. Oh, hang on please rate. i cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear so uh, hang on one second
2: so to say that that black people say, say what you said again black people secured their freedoms after the civil war it is a historical fact don just study it only after their Second black Amendment rights were secured. They were not fact.
4: secured their freedoms after the Civil War. it's not you. You are discounting uh, uh, Reconstruction. You are discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the civil rights movement happened is because Black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War, it, and that things turned around. People were, tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to. And you know how they, the got they got it? They got their, their Second Amendment rights. Well, and
2: here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not you without me regarding reviews, you as a black man, that but you're me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's what I think. Here, we see. whatever
4: ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever about what it is like you. to be black. Whatever in America, ethnicity I am, I'll tell you what I
2: am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white doesn't matter. I think we should have this on the debate. Content of if the idea. Do it. You
4: should do it in an honest way and in a I fair way. And what you're doing is not an honest and fair way. Okay. We appreciate you coming on. With due respect, Don, I look forward to continuing that conversation. Thank you. The conversation. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you,
2: Pop. We'll talk about China. Yes, let's talk about China. Next time you come back. Oh, thank you. Much to say on declaring independence from China. Okay, Something can you can add on, on now, thank you. thank you.
0: The key element here in, in what you just heard are two things. Number one, the fact that Don Lemon says, I can't hear you. I can't keep uh, an idea in my head if you keep talking to me. That is to his control room. That means his control room is desperately trying to get him to do something, probably end the segment or change the subject. He will not. He runs over their orders and continues to do whatever he's going to do. The second element is Poppy Harlow, who is on the set with him and is clearly uncomfortable with how how into it uh, Don Lemon is getting with with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Then says, "Oh, we'll have to talk about China." The next time you come on, my reading of that is she was meant to ask him about China, but Don Lemon went too long with whatever the hell he was doing. Which brings me to this, while it is certainly something that the partisan television viewers among us. Can sing a yubnub song for the dethroning of Tucker Carlson or the defenestration of Don Lemon. I want to point back to that Nate Silver segment from the update because here's the reality, guys. Right now, media advertising sucks. Ad sales are bad. They're not good. They're just out and out stinky. And if that's the case, then that means there is less money to go around for everyone. Usually, in any kind of business, you have an ability to be a bit of a diva, an a hole somebody who demands to get what they want when you make a lot of money. In fact, we have different names for those kinds of people when they make a lot of money. They're names like uncompromising artist and visionary and stuff like that. If you're making a lot of money, then basically your behavior is justified because making a lot of money is hard. But if the money isn't flowing the same way and you still have a bad attitude, and you still don't want to listen to your boss. Well, all of a sudden, when the belt tightens enough, you might be thinking, if you're the boss, well, what could we do with all that money? Firing gigantic personalities is never easy. And there's a reason why I don't think either Don Lemon or Tucker Carlson got a chance to say goodbye, because I don't think that their relationships with their superiors were in a place where their superiors could believe that they would behave themselves and not say something crazy. And so both of them enter into the wilderness, the wilderness where I live. Welcome, boys. If you need any help setting up a Patreon, just let your boy know. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, politics, politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. If you'd like to email me, it is theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Our Twitter is px3tweets. And Justin R. Young is where you can find me personally. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and clergy at px3podcast.com. If you would like to support us, you can do so. PayPal.me slash payjury. Our Venmo is justin-young-20. Our cash app is px3cash. And you can send anything to me in the mail. P.O. Box fifteen thirty one eighty four Austin, Texas, seven eight seven one five. Of course, you can always get our bonus content at com. tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule and our $10 tier gets your name read at the end of the show like these fine folks in the Titanic. $10 tier. Jason, Andres, Matt, John, Grossi, Garcia, Matthew T, Elbaso, John, Craig Potts, MC Dradio, Unsafety, B-Level, Katie, Amanda, Yiel Pinball Shop, DP4Bongo, Neemeister, Catherine, Todd, Envoke Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100-mile runner, Stars, Landium, Bluefront, and the Lenina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic, Terran, Molly's dashing debut, who I met at the We're Not Wrong live show, thank you. Brandon Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome, Brad, Richard, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Jan, A-L-D-L-D-L-D, really? Chopper, Andrew, Joshua, you want your name read on the show, it is just that easy, take politics seriously, dot com. Next time I speak to you on the free feed... Will be Friday, and we have the return of the money man, Dave Leventhal. We're back in the season. Tis the season of donation filings. Who's raising money? Who's not? Who's embarrassing themselves? Oh, I, I felt a tingle when I got my first text speech. Fundraising tech spam for uh, Joe Biden. It read as such, delivered to me at 12.58 p.m. Central Time on uh, Tuesday. Justin, you're one of the first to hear from us directly. Thank you. Joe Biden is running for re-election. I'm Alexander with the Democrats, reaching out personally to top supporters. You're our best advocate, and we need help reaching the people closest to you. Sorry, Alexander. And I'm going to leave you on red. I won't for you guys, though, the listeners of this show. I will see you on Friday. Until next time. uh, It's just that simple. Some shows talk about politics. Others talk about politics and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh, three. Simon Club hopes you have
1: enjoyed this program.
0: (laughs) Dog and Pony Show Audio.